Man, this episode ain't gonna have no video. I'm gonna get straight to the shits. Nah. Hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Um What's good, guys? I know y'all have been dying to hear my voice. I'll be getting hit up on Instagram with the next episode, with the next episode. Well, listen, I'm just gonna have to give y'all the next episode, man. Like, I just can't keep up with this shit, bro. I'm not saying podcast not for me. It's just, you know, the co-host situation. And it's just like, I don't like talking by myself all the time. I like interaction with people. Not that I can't put on a show by myself, but obviously I can because y'all been like, yo, when is the next episode? So obviously I could put on a show by myself. I just got to continue to do it. And sometimes I don't be having the motivation to do it. Like, and, and that's just me being honest with y'all. Like me coming to y'all as a real nigga and just saying like, not all the time I have the energy and effort to do it or the brain capacity. Um, I'm a vegan, so I didn't enjoy my um Thanksgiving because all I ate was potato salad. And yes, I broke my veganism by eating eggs. So it is what it is. Where's my notes? Okay, I got my notes. Um, damn. All right, so I just want to start off this podcast by talking about Instagram activists, cause I'm really fucking sick of Instagram activists. Like. I've had it up to here with y'all, and I've been wrote about, and this ties into Thanksgiving. Every year Thanksgiving comes, you have an Instagram activist that gets on gets on Instagram and tries to tell us that the indigenous people were captured and enslaved and slaughtered behind this. We know the fucking history of Thanksgiving. You don't have to fucking remind us every 25th November for the rest of our fucking lives. If you want to protest and get on the other side of, of of Thanksgiving, I'm with you. I respect your decision. And you don't want to enjoy food and family time? That is fair. But nobody is celebrating Thanksgiving as a day that the, that the indigenous people were slaughtered. We're not purposely doing that. It is family and food time in which you don't get to see family, and especially black households, that your family live down south, your family might live in the other side of the world, and they get at least a week off or some days off or whatever the case may be. So everybody links up at one person's house and enjoy family. This, this, my discrepancy with this shit comes from the fucking, it comes from somebody writing me on why they can't choose no other day. Well, if you choose in the other day, you will have to get it confirmed to have all first and foremost. Not our job is to dubbing your shit if you want a week off randomly. Two, if you do do a week off, that means your whole family has to get the same week off. Everybody cannot get the same week off. So happened in America, this is a national holiday in America and a federal holiday in America that everybody has off. So everybody links up. This man, this Spanish girl hit me up talking about this bullshit. And I understand where it comes from. But my thing is, it's so counterproductive about you Instagram fucking, um, you Instagram activists so adamant about correcting black people. And I told her at the time, and I'm like, I don't, she's like, it's insensitive of you losing the platform. No, it's insensitive that you don't respect my opinion. You don't got to fucking try to label me or put a tactic in my head that's, to counteract how I feel because you want me to feel how you feel. It's all right for me to I have a different brain. I grew up different than you. It's all right for me to feel like this. I just don't bash people that don't celebrate Thanksgiving and do. Like, people are looking at it more. And it's, not, it's not like we wearing fucking turkeys on our forehead and, and Thanksgiving outfits and, and mocking the indigenous people. See, that's different. It's already a national holiday. You're not going to stop the whole America 
you just gonna be by yourself. If you don't want to enjoy Thanksgiving, that's fine. I'm with you. I stand with you on that. The issue is just you trying to form your ideology on other people, and it's quite annoying. So I had to tell her about herself, and I said, "Yo, this is my last time going back and forth with you, and this is all factual. Since I was 14, 14 years old, I went to a school called. Uh, I think I spoke about it on this podcast before. I went to a school called Urban." Academy, Urban Academy of History and Citizenship for Young Men. I was, quote-unquote, woke, conscious at the age of 14 to 18. I knew everything, a lot of things that a lot of kids in high school didn't know about being black at all. That's one. So for somebody Spanish to even write me in the DMs and say I'm in insensitive and telling the sheeple, you that's insensitive. You don't know where the fuck I come from for to even know my background or history on what the fuck I am or no. So I told her, this is my last time encountering with you on any type of toxic topics, including black, because you're fucking annoying. You're annoying. Every time something comes up, everything but accountability. I was trying to explain something. She's talking about mansplaining. You people are fucking annoying. Y'all think y'all being so productive to this thing we call Earth and this human interaction that y'all have caused people to just dislike conscious and woke people and a lot of the community of the woke have a lot of great things to say that are thought-provoking, but y'all have fucked it up by making it a trend and not being able to have progressive conversations and where you... you Agree to disagree, and then that's it, and you love your brother or sister or whoever you're disagreeing with. Y'all have made it to where if I don't agree, you insult the people that follow me or me, and you niggas are counterproductive to the black community. You need I never see y'all arguing with white people about being racist, being people that upheld patriarchy, being people that oppress black people. Y'all need to go and argue with white people. Why how are you doing any type of job to the black community when you sit in there and all you do is argue with people that look like you? You need to ask yourself that, bro, because at this point, it's becoming a very, like, I'm viewing this shit as self-hate. You just want to argue with black people. And then my thing is, you don't even have a productive, like, if you want to shape the minds and change the minds of your people, and they might disagree and see it from another light, because black people are all different. It's not just black people in the hood, bro. It's other black people. It's black people in Idaho. It's black people in Japan. It's black people in your. It's all different walks of life. If you want to shape the minds of the people around you and get them on your wave of have them follow your ideology, learn how to deliver your message without insulting people. One. Two, always be understanding and open-minded that everybody's not going to fucking think like you. And three, stop being stubborn. Well, that's, this is two and three. Two, stop being stubborn to only your ideology. That don't mean it is right because a lot of y'all get y'all information from Google, which is a white man made thing. And y'all bring it over. Y'all have no context, no no real. Y'all just read it and, and regurgitate it. Y'all don't really fucking understand where it come from. I'm sick of you Instagram activists. And, this, and on top of that, most importantly, I don't even consider y'all Instagram active, true activists. Y'all Instagram activists because all you niggas do is type. Oh, this is wrong about that. All you niggas do is type. When somebody dies, y'all not outside. 
You know why you're not outside? Because individual capitalism has told you you have to work and take care of your kids. You cannot be outside risking your life. You got kids to live for. You niggas is not willing to die to change humanity. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, and Marcus Garvey and etc. was willing to die. Knowing they had kids. They were willing to die. You niggas is not willing to die. Ask yourself, why are you always on Instagram arguing with black people? That is a fucking problem. Get it through your thick skulls. Everybody is not going to fucking agree with you. And that shit bothers me because it's like, you niggas just be mad because niggas don't want to. You just just be mad because niggas don't want to agree with you. So I have to curse this nigga, this person out. And then you Spanish. And you trying to tell me how to feel about indigenous people or being enslaved. Who the fuck are you to tell me that? And I'm not saying Spanish people. Y'all just started claiming to be black recently. For years, y'all have been fucking hateful towards black people. For years, y'all have thought being fair-skinned have meant you... You was equal or equate to white people. Y'all have justified your hair texture and as better. Your skin color as better. Y'all just started saying y'all black. Afro-Latina just became a fucking thing. Y'all been denying y'all blackness. Niggas had to put y'all in check for y'all to own y'all blackness. A lot of y'all are fucking racist. Towards niggas that look like your grandfather. The nerve of somebody Spanish to tell me what the fuck I'm insensitive about. You have no right. I'm sorry. I woke my life as a black man since I came on my mom's pussy. You don't have no right to fucking tell me what the fuck is insensitive. Who the fuck are you? And this is not no hate towards Spanish because I get along with Spanish people. But y'all don't, don't try to talk this conscious shit with me. Black people been rebellious since we been back on the, Come on, my nigga. I've been black and been claiming black since I was born. You just started claiming your African roots. Y'all been denying it. The Tahinos and all the African history. Everything about everything about Puerto Rican, Dominicans, and all the other Hispanic countries besides the actual language has came from Africa and y'all been denying it. The music. Drums. Rice. All that is African trace. Y'all been denying it. I've never denied being black. How did, like, that shit bothers me when the Spanish people just, no, you cannot tell me what the, like, no. I didn't say anything ignorant. I posted on Instagram. Stop reminding us every day about the history of, of Thanksgiving. Let those people enjoy the family time and the food. We no longer celebrate in order for you to tell people that are insensitive, you have to figure out everybody that celebrates Thanksgiving intentions on celebrating. Why are you celebrating? Because it's family time. Not because they fucking killed indigenous people. Because it's a federal holiday. We finally get to see our family, bro. Some niggas don't get to see their family, bro. I don't even have a house to go to besides mine because my grandmother died. So if everybody from down south said they was coming to my cousin house, and which they usually do, for the, I would have went. Because I don't get to enjoy family time. 
Love is missing in all in the whole black community. We love to be around love. We even though your fucking uncle's a crackhead and your auntie's a crackhead or a drunkie, they're gonna come through and steal some shit and fuck up the event. You you still need that. That that tells the story about being black. That is a huge part about being black is family, bro. You're gonna have your ups and downs. You're gonna have your black sheep of the family. That gives you that family feeling, bro. Them laughs that you get, the, the space games, the collard greens, the when your aunt bring over the nasty food, that tells a story about being black that Spanish people really can't talk to me about. Y'all don't have cousins in down south. They all in Dominican. You can't talk to me about Thanksgiving and what it mean to black people. I'm sorry. You niggas is crazy. You niggas is crazy. Don't ever, like, don't ever, don't ever, bro. It's it's very insulting that anybody can tell me anything about being enslaved or feeling it. Come on, bro. I didn't start, just start claiming my blackness, bro. This shit been me forever. Came out the womb this way, bro. At 14, I was kicking that shit, bro. At 14, I knew that shit, bro. I had five percenters in my school and Muslims in my school that was preaching about being vegetarian, being vegans. This was 2005, nigga. We in 2021. So for 16 years, I've been acknowledging my fucking history in the history of America, period. Can't tell me shit. I'm sorry. You can't tell me shit, bro. I'm sorry, Spanish people. You can't really tell me shit. I don't know where y'all come from and why y'all talking to black people the way y'all, well, her specifically. I told her, you can't tell me shit. As a Spanish woman, you can't tell me shit. I'm sorry. And I stand on that shit. And I mean that shit. Now, rest in peace, Virgil. I had to get on a rant real quick. But rest in peace, Virgil. Virgil has passed away yesterday. He was 41. He was battling cancer, but he chose to keep it private. He has passed away. Um, I briefly know a few things about Virgil. Virgil is one of the directors at Louis Vuitton. And also one of the big, uh, also the owner of Off-White. Hold on, I'm sorry. I want to get all my facts straight. So, um, yeah, rest in peace, Virgil. Off white. Um, at first, I when Virgil was alive, I used to be like, why the fuck people go so crazy off him just writing off white on things. But then I thought to myself, um, white people do it anyway. White people write supreme on shit and. Hold on, I'm so, I'm I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm sorry. I used to get mad. Like I was like Virgil, Virgil the hell. But yeah, I'm I just want to celebrate his life and I want him to go out. Like I remember y'all all trash Virgil when he was talking about donating for um. When he was talking about donating for Black Lives Matter, I forgot what was the matter when Virgil chose to, and everybody was eating him up in the comments, but he had said $40 because it was um, it was affordable. 
which I heard from Lupe that he actually gave more than $40 and donated more than $40 for the cost, but he felt like it was affordable, and all y'all was just fucking, like, just chewing him up about the $40, knowing that he had more than $40, but look, behind. So, Virgil was breaking barrier in black designer who's ascent to the heights of the j- traditional luxury in the industry and changed with po- possible fashion and died on Sunday. He was 41. His death was confirmed by his family. He's the artistic director of Louis Vuitton um, in menswear. Let's see. He's the founder of his own brand, Off-White. We know that. Prolific collaborators outside of brands is Nike. Okay, so Virgil does, did a lot of work. I really didn't know what Virgil touched. I knew about Louis Vuitton. I knew about Off-White. I just think that he moved the game. He reshaped the game to me because it showed that somebody could work from the bottom and work their way up to be head of Louis Vuitton. They're owning their own thing. Is that um, when you look at Nike, like not Nike, like brands, they just write their name on simple shit like a T-shirt and the value goes up. Virgil did the same, but it was in black. I like that because white people have been doing that. White business owners have been doing that for so long. Like Balenciaga sneakers looking like Skechers. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's just they got Balenciaga on them, and it, it goes for way more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that Virgil... I used to get mad, like, why Virgil just be white? But then I thought about it, like, bro, black people need to start doing that shit. It, it's never been a, it's never been an instance in which I know. I know, but I don't know too much about that, but then, but other than that, I only know Virgil as, like, like top-tier black designers. Um, This is kind, also Kanye, one of Kanye's close friends. All right, hold on. My fault, my fault, my fault. Brief intermission. I had to pick up a uh, a call, an important call. Um, damn, back to what I was saying. Shit, I got so distracted. But, yeah. I got so distracted. I got a call that was important. And I just think, let me enforce this. Let me say this. If you are a person that's like, Becoming more mature and understanding life. Set your boundaries. When you set your boundaries, you will see that the energy that you choose to keep around you, it will be reciprocated. The universe will give you something back. And I say that because that call was something that I needed and it was an opportunity. Um, an opportunity I later talk about that's very important in my life that will take my next step towards just my career in totality. Or a career in totality, but it's just a, a fact about playing, doing the comedy shit, doing the podcast shit, and also maintaining a job and the image. So, with that being said, yeah. Um. So, rest in peace, Virgil. I don't really have much to talk about. Oh. I'm lost on the fucking Summer Walker shit. I didn't, still didn't listen to the album. I've been hearing that the album is great. It was shitting on London. And then she posted a picture about how she's in love and she got the nigga name tatted. I'm so lost on what the fuck is going on. I guess she been broken up with him for that long to the point that a new relationship don't even affect. I'm also in live time. I'm also seeing... I'm also seeing uh, fucking... The baby and sweetie. I said, yeah, I said the baby and sweetie. Little baby and sweetie. Um, I'm not understanding what's going on, but I really, really, really tired of sweetie. Like, sweetie is a real life Nunu from ATL. Like, 
she could tell she didn't grow up in the hood, but like maybe her friends did, or maybe she she was around it and caught onto the lingo and started to portray that type of girl that came from the hood. But it's really a rich chick from that thinks she's from the hood, like when she not, and that's her whole thing. And to the to the to the public, it seemed like she's a hood chick, but she's really not. She really not. And there's nothing to hate or glorify for being from the hood. I'm just saying, like. That shit is just crazy to me. So I'm seeing that they Jada and Lil Baby. But I'm starting to feel like I don't know if y'all been noticing this. A lot of people just pay Lil Baby for the clout. Like I seen like uh what's this girl name? Benzino daughter. Coley LaRay. I seen her um doing a dance with her song with Lil Baby. And I be feeling like they just be using him for clout. They pay him for a post. And then they do it. Just like how Sweetie, nothing was hot with Sweetie. And all of a sudden, like, she's seen with Little Baby and sitting on Little Baby lap and takes a picture. But the thing is, it's messy because he got, like, beef with the Migos and shit. I, I heard that's, like, some, it was over 42 Doug and some gambling shit. I'm not going to go too much in depth about that. Um, So it's like you fucking with an op and it's just like, it's not, that shit is not cool. That shit is very dangerous. And women got to stop fucking with niggas ops because that's how you get niggas killed. A lot of men are getting killed behind this op game. You messing with the nigga that he dislike or so-called have beef with. Like, you got a hundred other niggas to date, but you choose to you choose to um date a person he's at odds with. That's, that's very, very, very fucking scary. I don't understand why women do that. Um... And women just need to pay more attention. That is more efficiency. You ain't got to always hit them where it hurts to get your get back. Get back is is not always necessary. Sometimes you got to let God deal with it. But fucking with an op is insane. Like, that's just beyond disrespectful. So, Quavo tweeted, swap it out. I'm guessing he's going to go after little, little baby's baby moms. This whole situation is messy. Like, <clears throat> at times, I know a lot of people want to be famous, but it's just like, I just view famous people as hood niggas with money. It's just the same shit now. It's just it's just on TV and social media. So now your life is pop popularized. Like, popularized. Like, it, it ain't no different. It makes me not want to go there because it's like the same shit. What am I really going getting into? You know what I'm saying? You just become a part of these group of people that got money and is to have a statue and have an image to uphold. But the same shit go on in your like the same shit that's just going on in your neighborhood goes on with these people, and that's cause they we all from the same place. That's all, but it's just messy. Like it's it's extremely messy, bro. Yeah, and I, I I'm not for that shit. Um, can we get into the Astro World shit? Cause I ain't really um touch on that. I play the position of I'm not choosing sides. I'm not choosing sides because everybody is at fault for this. Because, really, you can't control a fucking concert with mad people or a fucking festival with mad people. Um, I think it was very irresponsible for that parent to bring their nine-year-old child to a festival. Um, I think uh, like 14 people were killed or something like that. I don't want to be misinformed. Um. Everybody's at fault. It's not Travis Scott's fault. Now, can he change the direction of how he do his music? Yes, and make it more conscious and safe. But no, they get paid off that. They get paid off of giving us low vibration music that we could dance to, get crazy to. And that's what a Travis Scott concert always looked like. It always will be. 
And um, he's at a lawsuit right now, like a billion dollar lawsuit or something like that. And I just think everybody's at fault. The people having so many people dead during the festival and it's still COVID. Are all these people vaccinated? Did all these people take a test? I highly doubt it. Um, it should be a maximum of people that could come in. Uh, it just should be orchestrated right. You have security guards there to break up fights. It should be also security guards to figure out how much space it is in between everybody, not make sure everybody not on top of each other. You should hire more security in the future. Um, the management, whoever makes the tour, uh, needs to do a better job at securing that. And I don't, Travis Scott, apology was just, was, I don't know what you say in that type of life. If somebody just died at your concert, is it the right thing to say? The handle the right is all subjective, right? But he could have gave a better and more fluent and not scratching his head kind of explanation or sorrow to the kids. And I see that they're paying for the kids' funeral and stuff like that. But he could have gave a better explanation. I'm not going to really stone him or criticize him for how he did because I wouldn't know how to deal with that type of shit, to be honest with you. Like, that's, like, really traumatizing, not only to the people that seen it, but also to the artists. You would never think your music would make it to do some shit like that when, when like, Five, six years ago, you was in your mom's basement just making music. So it's all subjective, but I just don't think it's just Travis Scott fault. This is uh everybody thing. Like, it's just not Travis Scott fault. Um, I don't know. I guess I leave with a therapy thought because I think people need what like to hear this when I get in my therapy bag. Therapy thoughts is... uh. Like I said, set, set 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 your boundaries. Like set and stick to your boundaries, no matter the reaction of the people that don't understand it. It might not resonate now; it resonate later sometime. That the boundaries you set are important to your sanity. Do everything to protect your sanity. You ain't got to disrespect, but you have to briefly tell people that listen, you do not have this access to me. No matter the reaction, if it's better for you and it's protecting your sanity, do so. Um. I'm not suggesting everybody go get therapy, but please find somebody to talk to that's suppressing your issue, your trauma. Please talk about it but so you can learn better yourself. You can learn yourself better and learn why you react to certain things this way and that way. So you can set your boundaries because I'm telling you, I'm telling you as an example, I set my boundaries this year and everything good has come out of it. I've had haven't, nothing crazy bad to me. I've had like minor illnesses like illnesses like pain god fucking sinus affection. But I've never had like COVID or my a major injury. Um yes, deaths in my family and stuff like that, but it's not as frequent and stuff like that. Like I think my cousin died earlier than a year. My condolences to her. Not saying I'm not being insensitive to that, but I'm just saying with relationships with me and women, it's not, like, too dramatic. It's things we could talk about. It's things that we can move on from, even if we depart. It's nothing dramatic that happened to me. Nothing but good shit been happened to me. And more importantly, y'all have been reaching out to tell me to do more podcasts. Um, More importantly, y'all been just being very, like, even in the shadows, y'all was being very supportive of me. And I, I appreciate all of the listeners for that. Um. I don't want to promise y'all, but I'm going to give y'all another episode. I also want you, yeah, I also want you to subscribe to the YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube, Corey Cash TV. Um, when you see the podcast, this podcast pops up, go rate it five stars on Apple Music so I can pop up in the algorithm. Let's get this shit going. Like, put me at number one. Put me at number top 10. Put me at top 25. I don't give a shit. 
put me in them charts so my podcast is recommended so we can get this thing going. We get more episodes, better guests. I could produce more content. Um, follow me on Instagram, Corey Cash TV. You should also support me, man. Stay blessed, man. That's all I got to say.